Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Jack Landers and Ernie Quaglieri, Chief Information Officer and Chief Information Security Officer, respectively, for the state of Rhode Island. Uh, thanks, gentlemen, for taking time to chat. My pleasure, Eric. Uh, please briefly describe the IT security organization within Rhode Island's government. This is Ernie speaking. Our IT security consists of, well, myself, I'm the Chief Information Security Officer for the state, and I also have an assistant who is the Deputy Chief Information Security Officer. We're in charge of, obviously, the security for the state. We oversee all of the projects that are put into production. We review all of the security plans. We monitor the firewall logs take care of any computer forensics that need to be done for the state, and just basically all of the antivirus and all of the different things that involve the security for the executive branch of government here in Rhode Island. This is Jack Landers. In conjunction with that, Ernie and his deputy work very closely with the Rhode Island State Police in doing forensics where required. Ernie and his, his organization works very closely with our whole IT support team and all of our agencies from a training standpoint, as well as a support standpoint for any kind of security concerns. There's a lot of security work done in IT. Obviously, it sounds more than what two people can do. Do you rely on the regular IT organization to find some of those other technical IT skills, or do you go outside to find help? This is Jack Landers again. We rely very heavily on the rest of the IT organization to support Ernie and his group from both a networking standpoint as well as a technical operations standpoint. Rhode Island is not very large. Our network is still fairly sophisticated. That It does require more than two people to handle it. With current budget constraints and so forth, we're kind of limited on the number of resources that we can bring in full-time to the state. We're very tightly integrated with the technicians and the network group. However, at the same time, we're objective when it comes to security. The plan will come forward and the network group and the technicians will be involved. And then myself and my deputy will step back, we'll review the plans and give them an objective evaluation of what we feel the security issues are. So in a way, we're very tightly integrated with them. And also in a way, we're able to be objective in what we do. On that point, I assume a lot of the people who are working in IT have IT security skills. What is the advantage of having them in the general IT organization rather than specifically belonging to the IT security organization? Well, security encompasses all of IT, and if you can use security as a baseline when you're creating applications such as in programming or when you're building a network, it just makes the environment that much more secure. It certainly makes my job easier when security has been considered from the ground up instead of an afterthought. To stay on Ernie's point as well, you know, one of the things that I've seen here in the state is that the diversity of all of the different agencies, I think it would be pretty difficult for a security organization to know all the intricacies of all the agencies, whereas here we're utilizing those resources that are already in those agencies to integrate with Ernie's organization. The agencies, do they have their own IT staffs or is this all centralized in government? Well, we're centralized, but they basically are, are housed in each one of the agencies. We have not consolidated all of the staffs into a single facility. We are centralized. They all report up through the office of the CIO. However, they physically sit in all the agencies. But the reporting structure is to the IT department. Please describe the working relationship between the CIO and the CISO. How often do you chat? Who's responsible for what? Ernie reports directly to me. 
we meet once a week. We have uh, monthly status meetings where Ernie is updating me as to what's going on in the world of security. I have an open door policy when it comes to security. If there's any issues that needs my immediate attention, I'm, I'm available to him and vice versa as well. If I have an issue where I need Ernie's help, he and his team are readily available as well. And I also have his home phone number. <laughs> What would you say today is the biggest challenge confronting the IT security operation in Rhode Island? Just like everyone else, we're trying to do more with less. We've had a number of retirements throughout the state, so we're using technology to try to keep pace with the services that we need to provide to citizens. And we're doing that with less money and we're doing it with less personnel. And like other agencies that have somewhat recently centralized, there's somewhat, somewhat of a learning curve for the different agencies to realize that now they're not totally in charge of their own IT budget and they're not totally in charge of their own personal IT staff. So there's a little bit of a learning curve involved for the, for the different agencies for everyone to get on board and get on the same page, the centralization procedure. When does centralization begin? Well, there was an executive order uh, passed by the governor in 2004, but the plan really wasn't implemented until September of last year. What was the rationale behind centralization? I think to try to consolidate resources and try to consolidate budgets with the ultimate goal is, is to reduce spending. It didn't make a lot of sense to have a SQL expert in four of the agencies and then have five other agencies running SQL that didn't have anyone to work on it. It just made more sense to centralize these personnel and be able to deploy these people where you need them. How about in cybersecurity? Is it beneficial to centralize the organization? Absolutely. We have what is essentially an assistant security officer that's been designated as such in each agency, and that would be a person for me to directly contact within the agency itself when I need to discuss security issues with them. And I think what's important there too, Eric, is that reporting up through the office of the CIO, we basically have a reporting structure that allows Ernie to be able to have those security folks in the agencies dedicated to his availability when he needs it. What kind of experience do these security folks in the agencies have? Are they networking people? Do they, are they different skills in different agencies? They're generally networking people who have some skills in security, although it's not their primary focus. But if I discuss a security matter with them, they certainly know uh, what I'm talking about. And if I need them to carry out some type of a task, they have the ability to carry out that task for me. Switching topics just a bit, unemployment in Rhode Island in June topped 12%. In an article posted recently on the Providence Journal website, a University of Rhode Island business professor said one of the bright spots is for IT professionals with cybersecurity expertise. Even though the budget's tight, are you doing any hiring? The answer is at this moment, we are not hiring. I think if you look at, at our budget considerations as well as our unemployment rate, we're not in a position at this point in time to be expanding government. That was Rhode Island CIO Jack Landers, who was joined by the state's CISO, Ernie Quaglieri. I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening.